Control Alt Delete with Mitch Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 97.7. At exactly 10 past 7. Uh, good morning, Mitch. It's so nice to hear your voice, Terry. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm uh, good. Thank you. Well rested from sleeping in say. sleeping in, and looking out the window over the last two weeks. <laughs> it's not, not a lot to do when you're on holidays, but you're, you're kind of aware of that because uh, other than working from home, you've kind of been shut down too, eh, Mitch? We've all been working from home. I mean, I sort of had uh, a little socially distanced get-together with under a handful of people in a backyard yesterday. Yeah. And the conversation was very much around what you just went through, which is, you know, companies are actually forcing people to take vacation. Yeah. And a lot of people are sort of sitting at home going, not that this was a vacation, but <laughs> where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? How do we do this? So yeah. uh, the struggle is real. When it, I mean, We are really looking at everything we thought as social norms and trying to figure out what is norm. Yeah, I um, I manage, you know, for me, automatically I turn the alarm clock off. So that there's uh, some extra rest right there. But uh, other than that, although I must admit I was just telling Trudy, had a nice uh, visit with uh, friends on Friday night outside in the backyard, social distancing uh, with separate bowls of chips and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. It was, but it was really, you must, you must have felt the same way, Mitch. It's really, really nice to get even a sniff of normality and seeing people like that. You know, we're very lucky because our kids are fairly young and we live right near the park. And so often when you're there, you are at least having social connections with other adults and discussing challenges, be they working from home, uh, you know, kids being in school, not being in school and all that sort of stuff. So I've been lucky with that, but there's no doubt that for those who are more social creatures, of which both of us are, um, it's, it, I think that's for sure been one of the most sort of straining and challenging things. And I'm also imagining that when you wake up, once your alarm doesn't go off and you walk by your gear and you see your mic set up and all that at home, <laughs> yeah. because you love what you do, are yeah. you a little bit like maybe someone will want to hear my voice on the radio? Well, <laughs> you, listen, I, I must admit when I walked into the kitchen the first couple of days, uh, I thought, okay, it's okay. I'm enjoying my rest. Uh, but I said to uh, my wife on Thursday as I was standing in the kitchen, I'm looking forward to going back to that because, you know, I, I said to her, if I'm going to be at home, I may as well do something. There's so much, so you know, so much reading and catching up on Netflix and whatnot that you can do. You know, so many walks you can take, that kind of thing. Um, but again, you know, as I said when I signed on the air this morning, I consider myself very lucky, very privileged. I'm working from home. You know, we're healthy, we're in good shape, I can I can earn a living from my dining room table, and I consider myself very, very lucky. So when they asked me to, you know, say, keep your holidays uh, where you had scheduled them, I didn't have a problem with that. And uh, you're right, I am glad to be back this morning. Um, one, one of the um, things that we talked about, uh, the friends that I... Uh, uh, I visited on, on Friday night or lawyers and, and they were talking about, you know, their day at home, um, as, as lawyers, mostly on uh, video chat. Uh, my wife, Jess, who works in our marketing department at the radio station, she's on video chat all day. And we all, we had a chat on Friday night about meetings and how they're going and how this is a, uh, this is a new thing that people have to learn how to conduct a meeting and how to behave um, during a Zoom meeting, which is what ha you know half the planet is doing. Um, um, 
why re- remote work is so hard is one of the things you wanted to talk about and how it really is going. What's your take on it, Mitch? Well, I definitely have my own take, and I think this sort of conversation has now not only just been percolating below the surface because this conversation has really been going on since the 70s and then really, really kicked up into high gear once we had connectivity, powerful computers, and and sort of a computer in all of our pockets. But there was uh, very, very recently this really interesting uh, article that really looked at what's happening here in the world with work. And it was in The New Yorker. Uh, The article was called Why Remote Work is So Hard and How It Can Be Fixed. And it was written by Cal Newport. Uh, Those who don't know, Cal wrote, uh, writes a lot about this sort of digital distraction and focus. His book, a uh, great book, was called Deep Focus, and then one was called Digital Minimalism. He's been on my show you know, more than a handful of times on my podcast, and he's really an expert at this. And there's a lot of things happening. One is, at, at a prime level, we tend to look at screens, especially, especially as we get older, and we're tired, right? And don't you remember, like, your, your, your dad, your mom falling asleep in front of the TV when you were young? You're like, how could you sleep yeah. during, like, a live sporting event? Or, yeah. And it's just our human nature. It's very hard to stare at a screen and, and have your brain understand that actually this isn't YouTube or a movie or a show. This is a meeting. I know that sounds absurd and people are like, I know the difference, but your brain is still sort of just staring sort of numbingly at the screen as you either nod or, or don't nod. And it's very hard when you're also staring at a screen where you don't really see or feel yourself in the room. You're, you're displaced. And you're staring at everybody at the same time, usually, too, because there's that sort of Brady Bunch gallery view. And there is, I mean, this is a known thing to be what they call Zoom fatigue or just video conferencing fatigue, which is we just very quickly get tired. So one of the ways to fix that is you should keep your meetings a little bit shorter or much shorter and do them more frequently versus long, drawn-out meetings. But the challenge isn't really that. It's just more about how things are in your home. I mean, you're there with Jess. I live in a different environment where I've got a lot of young kids. And then also just we haven't done this. So my question back to you was, now that you're doing this from home, could you ever see yourself going back to the studio? Do you miss that environment? Or do you feel like, you know what, this is fine for me. I wake up, I hit the mic, I'm good. I don't need to commute. I could live anywhere. How do you feel about it? Well, it's good news, bad news. You know, as I look at the prospect of retirement, um, which is 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 closer now than further away. Um, you know, it it gives me hope that I can do some things from home when I you know when I when I step away from the day to day routine of the morning show. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to do you know something uh, from home from wherever I like, and uh, there, that's part of the good news. The good news is also that the commute down the hall is something that I love. The bad news for me is as a, I, you know, I, I hate to be uh, pretentious and use the word performer, but as a person who is in the public eye every morning behind a microphone, part of the sauce of that is being in a studio. Now, I know that's, that's hard to, to explain to people, but there is a difference sitting with Estimand in a studio surrounded by radio equipment in a in a studio that was built for a radio broadcast brings something to the uh, program uh, that you can't recreate at my dining room table. So I miss it, and I I I would like to go back. 
Yeah. Just to be clear, we're, we're not making an announcement now about your retirement. We have no, to no, 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 no. But, you know, you and I have talked about this. You know, I, I'm 62. You know, I'm not 42 anymore. I'm 62. So, you know, you start when you're 42, you don't think about it. But when you're 62, you know, I, I hope I work for many years to come. But, you know, when you're 62, you think about it a little more. And as you and I have talked about, you know, I mean, I'm a living example of how right now I can I can make a living from my dining room table. I'm not so sure that's the way I want to do it. Yeah, well, two things. One is I did see the online article, you being ranked number one. Congratulations. So that's, <laughs> Thank uh, you. That sort of should, should, should make the window, hopefully, or the road seem a lot longer from my Thank perspective. You. But what you're really also talking about is interesting because I don't think it's just germane to you being a performer or an on-air personality or a studio. One of the big issues is social isolation. So here locally, we're very lucky to have a very big-brained human whose name is Susan Pinker, who writes a lot about this. When they were trying to study how do we live longer and live healthier, one of the main things, if not the main thing, was communities in which uh, elderly people, or as people got older, they didn't feel socially isolated. It was right. their friendships, their community. And I do think that this, this idea of remote working is so good for so many people. It also opens up so much opportunities for people, right? Because if you think about it, if companies are saving money through office space um, and even talent, by the way, because talent is probably likely to be more cheaper outside of bigger cities. Yeah. And now you can welcome in those types of workers. You can welcome in people who may have had a more limited opportunity to be a part of the organization. But the challenge with all of this remote working, and again, it depends on the job, the industry you're in, is I really do believe the social isolation. Like when I think about the, the, the tons of different jobs that I've had over my career, which have all sort of been around the world of marketing, communications, entertainment, media, I know that the best ideas and the best interactions are when I'm actually in a room yes. with people. I may, I yes. may not even be leading yeah. them. I'm just hearing them happen. Yeah. And you, you know, we, we have that at Bell Media in the newsroom and yeah. the sort of buzz of people in the hallway and guests are coming in. Yeah. And we, we forget that our motivation, networking, how we show up. Uh, even having direction, even distractions. I mean, the distractions change so dramatically when you're working from home. Yeah. I'm probably going to have little people yelling in the background here in two minutes. Like, there is <laughs> yeah. a dynamic. It's a, it's a big dynamic shift, for sure. Yeah, and, and the other thing that I, you know, the conversation I had on Friday night is I fear for our downtowns. I do. Um, you know, and I'm not just talking about Montreal. I'm talking about, you know, Montreal, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, these places are supposed to be vibrant places filled with people and activity, and you keep people out of those office towers, and then what happens to the core of the cities? You know, I, I don't care how many pedestrian bloody malls you set up, you keep cars and people out of the downtown areas, and I'm not sure what happens to them, and uh, that's a concern that we'll have to talk about it for, on another day. Um, and listen, just before I let you go, I saw on Facebook yesterday, you finally got Getty Lee to come on the podcast. You must be very excited. Uh, well, I, we should be clear. That happened. It was a year ago. Oh, was, was it? Okay. Montreal. It was one of those sort of flashbacks. But before okay. we go, what we should talk about is the app of the week, which very quickly yes. is called Photopea. So P-H-O-T-O-P-E-A. Yeah. And it is, many of us are now dealing with, uh, we have to take pictures, send pictures, do all this stuff, whether it's for work or for homeschooling. 
Photopea is a great little free online photo editor. So you basically drag your picture into this sort of online browser and you can do, I mean, it is definitely not Photoshop in that type of level. Right. But if you need to edit pictures for work, for home, for business presentation, Photopea, P-H-O-T-P-E-A, and we'll leave a link for it in the, in the show notes. It's free. It's an online editor for photos. Grab it. It's great. Fantastic. Nice to have you back, Mitch. Great to hear from you, Terry. Looking forward to next week. Okay, thank you, man. Bye-bye. Mitch Joel, every Monday morning at around 7.10, we uh, chat about social media tech and uh, innovation, and he always has his app of the week, which you can find uh, at Shom.com later on this morning. It's 7.23.